so I've been with a woman that had um the 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 lipo. Okay. Because I feel like most of the belly buttons is I think they're just starting to master the belly button game. It's kind of like AI with the fingers. <laughs> right. They're just not getting it intact. Because yeah. you're looking like, yo, something's not right about your stomach. Why is it to the left? <laughs> well, no, I just look at it, something's like it's like super, super flat. Yeah. It's supposed to be like like you you ate like 10 Big Macs, but super super flat. And then like the belly button and stuff is like damn near missing. Mm. It's like everybody has a super any like that, whatever. Right. Posturous. Right. Poppycock. Right. And then I seen women. I, so I've never been with somebody who had like um, the ass, the ass and stuff like fully done. Now the one woman I seen with the whole lipo, I guess she did do kind of like a BBL thing, but she did a, she did the shots. Okay. And they weren't the official shots. Okay. They were the ones. Cement. The you can't win. Talking a good game, you can't win. Topics never lame, you can't win. Win, 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 win. win. Watch your average Joseph. Marvelous. It's ridiculously funny. Hola, I'm Marvelous. And I'm not your average Joseph. And we are the Particle Sons. Let's start the show. Like, comment, subscribe to all of the above. All of that. <clears throat> Particle Sons Podcast. Search it up. All streaming platforms. At Particle Suns on social media and particlesons.com for the website. And and don't worry if you forget the the the, the, the on the front. We got you. We got you. Either the particlesons.com or particlesons.com. You will find us. Either or it's linked right back into the action. Uh how are you feeling today? I'm feeling good, man. 2024. It started out all right for me. That's what's up. I can't complain, man. This is to yes, by the time this plays. We are a week plus in. A lot has happened. A lot has happened. The week has started. From the last podcast, I had somebody come at me saying like, yeah, you're right about gun control. Because I guess the day they played the podcast, the last podcast was running. Right. And there was a school shooting then in Iowa because the kids went back to school and stuff in and, and those neck of the woods. Yes. So in Dallas, Iowa... There was a school shooting, and I was like, the principal got shot in this process. The principal and, got shot. Yeah. And the principals got shot. And remember last time I was telling you about the whole situation pertaining to them trying to teach the right. So faculty. I was, I was, so I was going to ask you if, if that school had any sort of training, or did they mention? No. no. That's the school. So the school that was doing the training that I saw. Right. And the documentary was um from Utah. Utah. Okay. Utah, but there's other schools and stuff like other states that are schooling and teaching their teachers yeah. how to wield and wield guns and commit, I guess, black op exercises. <laughs> I mean, that's what it was it a training be. ground. It'd be like that. Too. It wasn't a regular type of damn no like gun range or something right. like that. No, They're it like, was like they set it up. Yeah, like yeah, how, yeah. A situation and stuff. Whatever you have to shoot a child. I was like. They were taught something else. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. When you think, when you really think about how wild that is. And yeah. And then, but then you have to look at it like that because this shooter. Yeah. Um, I don't like to give the shooters and stuff names and stuff, like highlights and stuff because I don't want to promote no kind of copycat, but his name was Dylan. Okay. Just like how Dylan Roof was. Right, yeah. He ended up killing one young boy. 
a middle schooler, and then he shot five others. Sorry, he shot. Yeah, he shot five others. One died. One was the teacher and some other students. Right. And then he turned the gun on himself. He turned it on himself. Mm-hmm. So I look at it and stuff as where I think it's just the gun control thing. And like in general, yeah, we need to try and really focus on the stuff in on the American side. But to the user, I know I'm not a, a, a fortune teller. Or proceed the future. If I saw that, I would have saw a lot of numbers. It would have been a different stance. It would have been a different stance. Yeah, but yeah, they they really gotta start not just talking about these these gun control issues, but actually doing stuff about it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So I'm very very unfortunate, but like that's a way to start the new year. Yay! Yay! I mean, there's a lot of fireworks. That wasn't the ones that oh shit yeah we, we were fight oh thoughts we, and thoughts and prayers to Japan yeah they've been shaking it rough from the, it's, from the earthquake to like the plane catching on fire and the fight you know J- Japan hold tight till I come through please hold it, tight till I come through yeah, and there's, see there's, you man. there's still that there's still that bucket list for you yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. but it's just it's Bob just, needs that bucket list come on yeah but like you I don't know you know it felt like what was it Turkey Turkey always got hit with earthquakes. Something about that area in <laughs> that, Turkey, that area, right? That area? Yeah, like Turkey get hit with earthquakes and stuff for like for fun. That Turkey, Syria area. Yeah, I feel it for them and stuff, but we are here, man. <sighs> what a wonderful world. Um oh. Before we get to the polls, I want to say thoughts and prayers to Sean Strickland. He's a UFC fighter. He was on Theo Vaughn's podcast okay past weekend right so this is recent then it was like yeah within the last few days or so yeah 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 within the last few yeah i want to say like less than a week max okay he was on he didn't die but thoughts and prayers to this man because he's now retelling a story about his childhood and how abusive his father was Mm. to theo on his show right and like the setting is kind of like a like in a bar type setting thing. And okay. To see a, a, a MMA fighter just break down and cry from, we didn't break down and cry like ball, but like right, the right. trauma. Yeah, and yeah. the tears couldn't stop, and he's like, "Yo, I'm sorry for crying and stuff." And feels like, "Yo, it's okay." He's like, "No, it's not." And then he just kept. It was like an awkward three to four minute, five minute pause. Wow. Because you just think about all the trauma that his father caused him and his mother. Yeah. And I was like, boss, if this happened when you were young and you're an adult now and you're a mixed martial artist, fam, you need therapy. You need to see somebody about that. Yeah. Because I'm not looking at stuff as like where these tears and stuff are not invalid. First of all, everybody's tears are valid. Mm -hmm. But I look at stuff as like not everybody's worthy of seeing your tears. I can agree to that. Because... Some people really take kindness for weakness. Yeah. And then, yeah. especially in today's times, vulnerability is a hell of a thing. Yeah. So now, I'm not saying people would try him. Well, some people just try mixed martial arts people for no damn reason. Right, right. Right. But I look at it stuff as where it's more of the essence of the man, where I look at, yo, if you're feeling this type of way from the past, yeah. and let's say 20 years plus, you're still feeling this type of way, 
you need to talk to somebody talk about to it. Talk to somebody. I, I agree. And, and because I feel like I'd rather, I'd rather break down in front of you off camera than to lose my composure during, you know what I'm saying, a recording. I mean, we, we said this about me maybe a few weeks back when we talked about the whole when brothers speak thing. Like, that, that arena, we can consider a safe space because people understood what, what was, was going to happen. Like, you knew that people were going to share stuff about what brothers may go through. Mm. And so certain things, even though you might have not seen it coming, it was, you were a type of, there was, I, I would say the type of crowd that was there was like, okay, we, we can, we feel you, we can rock with you. We're on like a podcast or a setting where, you know, where he broke down. Millions of people are watching this, you know, th thousands to millions of people are watching this. And it's just like you say, some people will actually look at that and say, you're a punk. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, I don't care whatever you got through. I went through the same thing. Man up. Like, like that sort of thing. And it's like, come at you and make even situations even more worse. What do you mean make it worse? Well, how would they make it worse? Well, you know, if they, is, if, if, they if they start jumping in, into like your, your socials and stuff like that and, and start calling you like certain names for you breaking down, that's not helpful to your situation. I'm not saying it is, but I look at it stuff as that you have to choose what you want to fight. Right. Because I look at it stuff as we, we just talk, spoke about this. Everybody has a fight. Yes, everybody has a fight. Everybody has a fight, whatever. And I looked at where, um, it's the female MC, Scarlet. Right. Scarlet was, she came on, like, she was live streaming somewhere. She was live streaming on the gram or something like that, whatever. Yep. And she says for herself, she doesn't feel like she's the most attractive female. Of course. Whatever, right? But she got bars. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm saying. So there's people on her live stream. Meanwhile, she's live streaming saying, Nobody will fuck you. You're not attractive and everything like that. And then she looked at him. She's like, yo, you know, these, these comments do hurt my feelings. Right, right. They do hurt my feelings, whatever. But then people are going to, there's going to be some people that's going to be for you and some people that's going to be gonna against, against you. Yeah. I so at the end of the day, I look at a stuff as where I rather shed those tears in front of people that's for me. For you. To help dry those tears or help point me to a direction where I can get better. Right. Compared to people that might be against me. Right. And then... Then I have to ask myself, do I choose to address them? Yeah. She didn't have to address them. No, she didn't. She could have got them. off live. Yeah. Yeah. But she chose to address them. And that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're there having your moment now and then they're like, oh, you a punk bitch. Oh, you a pussy for crying for my father did divorce and blah, blah, blah. Because I always feel like in today's time, everybody, it's like, it's bad poker. Yeah. I call it bad poker. Like, oh, I see your trauma story and I'll raise you. I got molested by aliens and stuff at the age of six or some shit like that. You look like, we're not comparing bad stories. It's, it's the same thing with yeah. sleep. Remember I was telling you, I was like, shit, I only got like four hours of sleep. Oh, I only got three hours of sleep and I'm not complaining. Yeah. Why are you championing this? <laughs> this behavior is beyond me for, for me to understand. I, I, I can't understand this. Sleep meisters. I, it's not even, it's bad <laughs> poker meisters if you want to call it. Why are we comparing bads and stuff for them instead of trying to point each other in the proper direction to get the help or turn the bads into, into goods? Right. Right. And I think the argument was we weren't even we weren't even disagreeing. We were just saying maybe try a, sleeping a little bit more to see how that affects your performance. Yeah, but if they can't get to sleep in the first place, though, that's yeah, gonna be so part of the issue, right? Issue. So I look at that, but yeah. Sean Strickland, if you ever heard this podcast and stuff, whatever, I hope you get therapy and by the hopefully by the time you get to this stuff, you already 
It's already good news. Your fans be like, he already's going through a therapist. She's next door to me. That's great too. I just, like I said, thoughts and prayers to that man because and trying times and stuff where you're calling regular dudes sassy and zesty and stuff and you have a mixed martial arts, like a, a fighter. Yeah. A professional fighter. Yeah. Out here breaking down. Mike Tyson breaks down on his podcast and stuff forever. Yeah. Periodically and everything like that. And that's what I'm saying. But then you guys look at stuff or most people look at them like, yes, there should be respected people, but regular people can't be going through this or regular people shouldn't be going through this or be acting like this when you have these celebrities. It's okay for them to act like this. Yeah. So if somebody's going through some kind of trauma like that where they didn't come up with the best upbringing, if you're an adult past the age of 22, guess what? You could be part of your own solution and stuff where you won't be ridden by this trauma. Right. That part. Let's get to the polls, man. All right, let's get to the polls. First poll, is segregation really that bad? Now, we had this conversation on other podcasts and stuff before, and I kind of brought it back to make it a question. So, is segregation really that bad? The poll said yes. Yes came in at 67%. Tell me how you feel about that. Um, I, Like I said before, man, I, I think, you know, segregation is, is good in, in, in certain aspects. And I'll say it again. It's like separate but equal is good in my books. Mm. Separate but equal. Yeah. Hive. Hive. Like-minded men, like-minded individuals I only want to be around. Right. Collaboration over competition. Yeah, and I, and I bet some of those 60%, if they really thought about it, because, again, when we throw out these questions, they're open-ended. They can go either or they can have so much meaning to them. They're, but they're a lot ethical of people, questions. A lot of people automatically assume that we were probably talking about race. A lot of people need to, I guess, open their minds. A mind is like a parachute. It works better when it's open. If you just look at the word, that's the reason why most of the questions have like a straight black background with just the Particle Sun's logo. It's not to put you in any kind of direction or lead you to astray. This is all onto you. If the first thing is going on in your head is a racial thing, that's in your world. The word segregation can be used on so many other things besides racial and discrimination. I just look at this stuff as where you know for a fact that if you only want to be by yourself and you don't want to interact with people, guess what? You're segregating yourself from those people. That's one form of segregation. One form. If you want to kick it with like your high school friends and nobody else, and these or like you got your own clique of friends, guess what? That's segregation because you're not giving your chance to interact and mingle right. with other people. So, so you're getting right. segregating. Your high school friends from the other people that could be possibly new friends. Those are different forms of segregation. So if you thought racial, you thought wrong. But if you thought racial and that's your thing, then cool. Did you learn something new about yourself? Hopefully. <laughs> it, it, it's so funny because how many work clicks are there when you really think about it? Like, you, you, like people go to work and they only fuck with certain people. And outside of that, they could care less. Tons. Because I look at it stuff as where I had somebody at work tell me that, yeah, they rock with set person. Right. Because she feel like 
they live basically like parallel lives, right? Right. We're all the same age, and we can kick it. Yeah. But I don't get included into the reindeer games, and that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And that's fine and stuff for there because, like, again, you might have a higher affinity to somebody else than another. Now, that's a click. Th- that's definitely a click. That's a click. And if they interact with each other and stuff off hours and everything like that, I'm pretty sure, let's say, person A and person B has their own squad. Right. Personal squad and stuff for there. They, they rock outside of work. Right. And person B, the same way. But now they might crossbreed people and stuff in each other's worlds now. And now this is your new click. Yeah, yeah. Or this person might be joining the other clicks outside the work now. Yeah, yeah. I, the opposite of that. You might bring clicks together and two or three people in that click might be like, I can't rock with those people over there. Leave me with the click that I'm already in. Mm, true. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. So I look at this stuff. Segregation to me still really isn't a bad thing because I only want to be around people that think like me. Interact like me I'm okay to interact And deal with people That don't think like me Right Um Do I want them By me So much Not so much I can take the time And hopefully They have a lesson Instead of like You know Like A loss to give Yeah And just keep it pushing Keep it pushing The next question Is The poll says Where is it better To raise your children your kids and suburbs came in at 60% over city. Talk about it. How do you feel about that? I would like to say suburbs, but I feel like, I I feel like it's good and bad. Um, so you're suburbs, going with, so they're you're away going from, with city? Sub, suburbs, they're the way. I'll stick with suburbs. Suburbs, suburbs, they're away from the distraction. I okay. think they can concentrate a little bit better. But not knowing how the city operates and then venturing off into the city can be an experience in itself. You know what I mean? It's like you may not be able to operate around city folk. And be victimized for it. Mm. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say I, I would say suburbs. But if you have a little bit knowledge of the city, then you know, pass that on to your kids. Let them understand that it's it's not anything, it's not anything sweet. Um, and even with the opposite of that, I think like if 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 you're raised in the city, and you go out to the suburbs. You can definitely handle your own, but then it might be lackluster for you and you might be uninspired being out there. Yeah, that's why I said city. I chose city over suburbs because I feel like a lot of the suburb kids that I've seen, yeah, um, we'll say for the most part, most of the school shootings and everything like that, to me, from statistics level, they pop up more on a on suburban school than they do of a city school. Right? Right. I feel like a lot of those suburban schools, they have more of a, uh, like a super superlative kind of vibe about like geek and chic, jock and all that type of stuff. Because I think they're more focused on that. When the city kids, they just have more rustle and bustle. Right. So it's kind of like you might have one bully or you might have a few bullies. But other than that click shit, I don't think it, that might, might be that serious. Right. 
Because especially, I want to say, the time that I grew up in, mm-hmm. when I went to the city and stuff, it was kind of like, yeah, you you still had like a little small little group of people. Right. And then you might have some people that might be super popular and all the above. But at the end of the day, that wasn't really like the aim, I don't think, because mm. I was once popular. Right. And I don't think that was never my aim and uh, some of my friends' of aim is just living. Yeah. But then when I went to a suburb school, a school in the suburb, they, was, they more focused on like those type of things and stuff like, this person's popular or you want to talk to this person because this person's popular. I don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> right. care less. Right. I feel like a lot of times the suburb kids watch and try to emulate things that they see on the, the city. city. Yeah. So I feel like the suburb is not the place to be because this is where they want to try shit until they get to the city right. and flip them on the ass and let them know it ain't sweet over here. Right, right. So that's why I feel like I feel like the city's a better place because you can take street smarts and education are two different type of things two in my world. Things, yes. So if you take that street smart shit, bring it to the suburbs, it's like, yo, a lot of times most of those people make it. Mm. The suburbs going into the city, some of them might not make it. Yeah. yeah. The city might be too much for them. But as I said, so they, you know, if if you're out in the suburbs and you and you know about the city, then Try your best to educate your child before you send them into the wolves. Yeah, man. So, facts, man. That was that. Um, who? I know you want to start. I know where you want to start, but we're not going to start there yet. We're going to we're going to talk cat. We're going to talk cat. Right. Let's talk but, cat. Um, I finally took in the Scarface tiny desk. Nice. Nice. I really appreciate it. I I I appreciated it so much. A, and, and Mike Dean on the keys. Yeah. I, I was like, yo, I didn't know he got down like that. But I was like, dope. Dope. I appreciate because and shout out to Juvenile. It's just that the Juvenile one didn't hit as well as the Scarface one. Cause I feel like Scarface is more of a lyrical person. Right. And I was always looking for like a lyrical person to kind of come out there. Cause remember, more than more the tiny desk before was more singers. Yeah. Right? So now when they start adding like rappers and stuff into this repertoire, I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, I, I would love a tiny desk if Jay-Z was there. But I feel like Jay-Z is too big for a tiny desk. And I feel like yeah, it's... Okay, let me say this. Is he, too, is, he, is he too big as an icon or to be an ego thing that is too small for him to do? What do you think? I think it'd be an ego thing. You think it'd be an ego I thing? I think it'd be an ego Because thing. a person that, that like sold out shows and arenas and shit like that, right. I feel like a tiny desk is like too wild for them and stuff forever, right? Yeah. But let's say this. Hot Boys and that whole cash money shit, they sold out arenas too. This is true. This Juvenile is true. still went. This is true. So I look at it stuff like, <laughs> is it really an ego thing? With Jay, I still think it's a, it's Jay is a, a ego I thing. I still think it's an ego thing. But I, I'll be I'll be honest with you. I I'd love to see Jay backed up by the roots on a tiny desk. Oh, like how he did the um, just like how yeah, like how he did the, the unplug. Right, the unplug. Yo, is Jay in your top five? Jay's in my top five. Who you got in your top five? I got Jay, Big Daddy Kane. You got Kane in there? I got I got Kane in there. Right, I had Rockem in there, but I placed Nas at um, number three, mm-hmm. Busta at number four, 
And then I had MX5. Yeah, MX5. Kane, Kane, that high? Why Kane? Give me a give me give me a hot Kane bar. Rappers step into me. They want to get some, but I'm the Kane, so yo, you know the outcome. Now that's big. That's basic to me. That's basic. Cause I like let me say, you gotta understand. For me, Kane was at Kane and Rockham were at a point where everything else prior to that was a hip, a hop. A hippie, a hippie, hippie, hop, do, do, don't stop. So when I heard, when I first heard Kane and Rakim say more than just rhyming words, mm-hmm. it was a big thing for me. But okay. So you have you stopped listening to the hip hop? Your answer should be probably no. No, I haven't stopped listening to hip hop. So, I'm, not, I'm not in it as much as I used to. Okay. But again, I'm, lo- I'm looking out for those who are doing stuff with bars. I'm not really into the rhyming, the whole rhyming scheme. And that's why I feel like for me, it's it's digressed because a lot of it is just rhyming schemes. It's no longer a bar thing. Big Daddy Kane mm-hmm. versus Pusha T. Kane. You got Big Daddy Kane over Pusha T. Yeah. Listen, have you... Have you heard I Get Raw? No. Let's start Get Raw. That, so give that, me a bar from I Get Raw to, to, to convince me. That, you sell, sell, sell me why I should buy Kane. Sell you why you should buy Kane? Yeah, because I look at this stuff as where a lot of people, like, let's say, let's say if I mention Jay and like somebody won't see the reasoning why, yeah. my story and stuff, I'm selling Jay and stuff is with double entendres and triple entendres. I father, I brook and dodge them. Yeah. I jack, I rob, I sin. Oh man, I'm Jackie Robinson. Whatever, I run base, I dodge the pen. I love me some Jay Z simply for that fact. Now, not gonna sit here and say I can recite a Kane lyric because mine is not as like it used to. But mm. I can tell you, listen to um, Raw and set it off. Those two tracks for me are like the top two Kane tracks. I like. Um, Ain't no half stepping. Yeah. Classic. Classic. I like that. But those two, it's like, okay, no. You're not just spitting it slow on like the ain't no half stepping, mm. but the set it off and raw. It's like, how are you thinking of the stuff that you're thinking and then going at the speed that you're, you're going at to just produce these type of lyrics? And it's like, nah, you're different. And then, Rockham, with me with Rockham, it's more of the, the style of the day. I wouldn't say that he had crazy lyrics. It's more of the style of his delivery. That's why I don't have him in my top five. But he's there. He's you just there. called Rockham in your top five. I asked you who's your top five and you called Rockham. I called Rockham? Yeah. You said J, Big Daddy Kane, Rockham, Nas, and you said M. M. Now I have Buster Rhymes. Now I have Buster Rhymes in it? No. Then I have Buster Rhymes in it. Bus rounds will be in my top five. Okay. My five, I got Jay. I got Jay. I got Jay to kiss. I got Buster. I got Wheezy. And I got Jay Cole. And I think a lot of people shit on Cole because I think Cole's not that old. Well, Cole's my age. Because we were born both, both in 1985. Yeah. 
And I think somebody got pissed off when I said that, like, yeah, like, as a man, like, from the same age, I can look at this guy. I can look at LeBron and say, LeBron is a hell of an athlete for a 39-year-old. Right. Right? And we're the same age. And I, I, there's no without a doubt that LeBron is one of the greats. Yeah. Right? And I look at it stuff as like, why would I do anything different if I'm looking at, like, credibility, discography, lyrical content and stuff? Why wouldn't I put this young man and stuff for the, or this man my age into this group when they're like, oh, there's people older than him and there's people... Blah, blah, blah. But I don't even think, like, for me, when it comes to that stuff... Age to you. Really, yeah, age doesn't... Really, yeah, that's what I'm saying. To me, when it comes to that sort of stuff... Age doesn't really matter because... I fight about it every time I, I tell people my really? top five. Anytime I tell people my top five and I always tell them my six man is Pusha T. Right. They, they, they get angry. They, they're like, what? Just blowing my name in there? And Dr. Umar, I feel like Dr. Umar was part asshole, but mm-hmm. then he's, a, he's a comedian to me, right? Right, right, right. With his Eminem lyric, or his Eminem lyric, his Eminem moment on Joe Budden's podcast, yeah. I see where he's coming from. Yeah, I, I sort of see where he's coming from. No, like, like I, I, I see where he's coming from and stuff, whatever, right? Right. But I look at it as stuff as where I believe, to me, in my heart of hearts, when hip-hop was, like, coming out to the scene, yeah, it, they thought it would have been a fad that was going to eventually disappear. Right. And it was kind of like the more people to come play with this fad, made it a permanent kind of thing. Yeah. I don't really care too much that Eminem and stuff is white, but I look at it stuff as where do your lyrics hit home or, or can I feel those lyrics? Right. When you're dropping these similes, these metaphors and stuff, whatever, he does have that. Yeah, yeah. And you can't disregard and stuff, whatever, that without his, let's say, his credibility and his skill, we probably wouldn't have a 50 cent to this level than what we got. Because I'm not saying 50 was, 50 was still doing his thing. Right. But you need an engine like Eminem and Dre to kind of help push this. Yeah. Right? With Dre, you got Snoop, you got Eminem. You got other protégés and stuff too. Like, I'm not saying like Game. Um, there's so many, so many yeah. that Dre has touched and blessed. But I look at it stuff as like no one out of his protégés has done it like Snoop and M. And M's lyrical game is like phenomenal beyond past Snoop's. With M's popularity, right? Okay. Do you think it's do you think it's the fact that he was white and then he opened up rap to so much other people because they was like, hey, he's one of us rapping more than his skill? To to majority, yes. Yeah, to I majority, think, yes. Because when I'm, I listened to Dr. Umar's argument, that that was the the basis of the argument that I took away from it. it was like, I look at skill though, but that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like I look at it something like we gotta go at this with skill. Right. Right? Because I look at stuff as like the hip-hop I was raised on is like, you got to be nicer than the other MC. Yeah. That's why when I hear a track where like there's two people on there, you still have people who think like me saying like, who flamed this track? Right, yeah. Who did, who who bodied this track and stuff, whatever. It was that level. It wasn't care like, oh, because he's white and everything. Like, if we talk about Jay and the Renegade track and stuff, whatever. No, I, I think we're talking M, about I think everybody. Embodied. And that's what I'm I saying. I embodied him on that track. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm not looking at, oh, he's because he's white. Right. He bodied and stuff. I just mentioned to you that Jay-Z is in my top five. Right. And Eminem is not in my top five. But even with, okay, well, even with M though, right? Even like his first stuff like the, I named the, you know, the, hi, my name is Shady's, that like, that era. Yeah. 
like a lot of the stuff was I consider like shock rap. It's not like he, I don't think he had like incredible bars. I just think he was just saying shit that people weren't really saying and that caught the attention of a lot of people. So I think the pop culture stuff. So I think like right. the, like I was looking at stuff when you come with these singles and stuff, whatever, you have to before there's more of a thought process, I feel like. Yeah. Cause that's I that's in that time where you needed like um a kind of like a pop culture kind of track, not a pop track, a girl track and a club track. Right. Right. And I feel like these are the things that kind of just make the market stuff to the peoples. That whole that album, I forget what it was called. Um the Marshall, Marshall Mathers. Mar Marshall Mathers. Marshall Mathers. Or was it Slim Shady? Was Slim no, Shady the first one? I think it was Slim Shady was the first one. Slim Shady was the first one. Yeah, Slim Shady was the first one, and then Marshall Mathers was the second one. And I looked at his other words, like even like Mushrooms or um, what's the other track with Royce? Bad Meets Evil. Fire. Right, right. This is what happened when Bad Meets Evil hit the trees hard, looking like Vietnamese people. Right. That's what I'm saying. And I was like, yeah, it was a comical thing. But then when him and Royce are going at it, whatever, you're looking like, okay, so who's bad and who's evil? Because you're hearing a lot of the the quote-unquote shock thing, but this was never a public track. Right. Right? And I looked at this stuff as like, this is not a mainstream track, but this track still hits better than most of the other tracks stuff on there. I think like Mushrooms and stuff, whatever, was a kind of more gimmicky kind of track, and I don't really like Mushrooms like that. Yeah. But the whole story thing, because I you, you love a storyteller. You love a storyteller. When he gave you the whole storytelling thing and stuff of that, I was like, oh shit, white dude got range. You do love storytelling. That's what I'm saying. Like, so I, I don't he, think it's like just from the racial aspect and stuff. For me, it was Eminem. Right. I hold him to regards and stuff. Whatever. It's like from like lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. No, I have him in my top. Like I said, he's in my top five because I do appreciate the lyrics. Mm -hmm. It's just that I wouldn't put him as like the man in a hip hop. And I think that's what Dr. Umar was arguing. He said, he said himself, like, he's not disagreeing that he's a, you know, he's got skills. No. And he's got skills. I think, still think, um, we don't have a the person of hip hop, especially now, is because it's a generational thing, right? And I look at it as stuff as where, and shout out to Lil Yachty, but I look at it as stuff as where people like Lil Yachty is saying, "Yo, I was born the same year Tupac died." Or like around the time after Tupac died. Right. Whatever, right? So him growing up, you add five years to it, whatever. Some people might not even be spinning a Pac track like that and stuff. Right. How is he supposed to put Tupac in his thing, right? In his top five or something like that. Yeah. And that's why I look at it's a generational thing where I look at it as like, if you're, put, if you're putting Kane and Rakim or you're putting Kane in there, like show me the, 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 the vision why... That like my generation and stuff is falling in afterwards. I was watching this. I was watching this um this uh this movie series yesterday, and his uh this older cop he got paired up with a younger cop because something's going on with his head. He keep he keeps blacking out, but he's not telling people that he's blacking out. He's just saying uh, this, that, and the third. So the the police chief was like, "Okay, we're gonna part partner some partner you up with somebody just in case, right?" So. They partnered, partnered him up with this young dude, right? So now they show the older cop talking to his wife. And he was like, I can't stand this guy. He doesn't even know one Duran Duran song. And I was thinking about it. I was like, shit. I'm like, yeah, we're in that time where Duran Duran, even though I know him, I might know a few songs. But no, if, if I go around and ask like, 
my nieces and nephews, they might not know who Duran Duran is. That. That part. So that's what I'm looking at stuff is where you have to show me in the generational type of thing where where, why I'm I'm, I'm messing with or, or why should I, you know, like I said, sell me this pen. Right. Like, tell me why I should be going back to spinning the tracks and stuff, whatever, on set person. Because I look at it stuff as where most of us have streaming platforms where we at least have a YouTube and everything. Yeah. I get nostalgic. I play old school 80s songs and all that type of stuff, 70s, 60 tracks. But I look at it stuff as where, why should I spin something that I look at it stuff as where, they were kind of like mid bars. Like somebody hit me off and stuff whatever with the whole Slick Rick coming in ter- town for Toronto. Right. Whatever, right? Now, I've never listened to a full Slick Rick album. I had Slick Rick as the king of storytelling. I won't say he's the, the I, I, I would say he's the, the, the best, but definitely that the great adventures of Slick Rick. I think that was the, like the blueprint album of like, Okay, we're not going to just do the whole bar you to death. We're not going to just do the whole gimmicky stuff. We're going to tell you stories and have fun with it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that I think that's pretty much his claim to fame. I, when anybody thinks of story rappers, well, the people who are uh, from my generation, when you ask like who, who's the greatest story rapper, the Slick Rick name usually comes up. Biggie for us. Biggie for us. Biggie for you. Well, Biggie for... I want to say it's just a good, a good portion of people that I know. Right. Because when we're talking storytelling and stuff, whatever, it's like... Warning won't get spent... Won't, won't not get spent. Right. Right? Like, by the time now, like, you look at it, everybody knows crap from the barbershop. Mm-hmm. Right? So, who the fuck is this page of me? Everybody knows that. And then, what is it? Um, Is it Niggas Bleed? Today's Agenda... Going to suitcase and get the Sentra. Right. Yeah. Right. It's like you're getting the storytelling and stuff. So we always kind of credited big to do that. So then now when you get other MCs and stuff from that, whatever now, it's been, I want to say, probably Scarface. Scarface. Yeah. Before Big. And then I can't tell you before Scarface to say Slick Rick. Mm. Like that's a big gap. Because mm. I want to say, if we're talking about ghetto boys from my mind's playing Play tricks, tricks on me. me to like, then you have big and stuff, whatever. The storytellers, they do come through, but they're not that precedent and stuff, whatever. Or some people might dabble in the arts. I call it dabbling dabble. in the arts for like, yeah. they might have one storytelling track and they might not come again. Right, right. right. Like Black Girl Lost when Nas did that, whatever. I was like, we're in the art of storytelling times and stuff, whatever. One love. One love, yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's how I'm looking at something like, Again, before, I mean, I'm not shitting on Slick Rick because Slick Rick is still great. Mm-hmm. But I look at it stuff as where I, if Slick Rick was doing this from, okay, I'm born in 85. Right. When did this drop body work come out? 88. Yeah, I would say uh, 87, 88. Put five years on it for me to say like, oh, I can remember a song and stuff, whatever like that. Yeah, no, no, no. Definitely. It's That's like, why by the, by the time you started listening to hip hop, that was probably already considered old school. Yeah, I don't see. I don't doubt that. Yeah, I don't doubt that without a doubt. Um, all right, you ready? I'm ready. So, who's the villain of the week? Crazy Cat Williams or Fat Joe Jada Pickett Smith? <laughs> <laughs> Keeping it up when I first saw the picture, I was thinking 
either uh, Daddy Yankee or Pitbull or Pitbull. <laughs> That's who that that's who first came to my mind before I Slim thought, Fat Joe. No, I thought it was Slim Fat Joe. You, you thought it was Slim Fat Joe on a stack of Bibles, man. Because I looked whatever. Because I'm like, damn, Joe out here losing weight, and I was like, wait, he cut the goatee. I'm like, oh shit, I was like, <laughs> and then I I felt like a dirt bag, and then I know people are like, oh, this guy, he's always picking on Jada and everything like that, and I'm good with Jada. I've made peace with Jada. I've made peace with Jada. I made. I've made, if Will made peace with Jada, I've made if peace Will with Jada. If Will wants his wife to be happy, that's all that matters. I'd, that is all that you ain't matters. nothing from me. You, you're not hearing nothing. Yo, Will is there. I'm not there. Will is there. Yeah. He, don't you want to make your wife happy? Oh, no, I'd love to make my wife happy. But if your wife said, you know, she wants you to watch her get piped down by two dudes and stuff, it'll bring her ultimate happiness. Yeah, that'd be me ultimate unhappiness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to say, you're not willing to be Adam 22? Like, yeah, I don't understand. Yeah, no, 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 like, no, Adam 22. Adam 22 is like tossing up the wife and the bonds are probably growing by the day. <laughs> I'm not that type of man. <laughs> <laughs> you're not that super <laughs> Negro. Mm, 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 mm. Okay. Uh, let's talk about Cat. All right. How do you view Cat Williams after this um, Club Shay Shay interview? Um, a comedian first and foremost. Okay, that just told his truth in a comedic in a comedic way. So what I and what I mean by that is that some of the stuff I can I can see where he's coming from and and kind of look at it as his truth. Um. But again, him being the comedian that he is, I'm sure that there's stuff in there that he just he just threw in there to either make you laugh or to just add some add some oomph to the argument. You know, when I when I seen that, when I seen the interview, it just gave me flashbacks of the um the Charleston White on um okay, I can never remember dude's name with that the the brim hat, the ex football player. Um, Cam Newton. Cam Newton on Cam Newton's show where both of them said, gave convincing arguments. And when I say convincing arguments, it's because a lot of the stuff that they're saying, we know is not far-fetched, right? You see what you mean, Cat and Charleston? Yeah. Oh, okay. A lot of stuff that they're saying, you know it's not, it's not far-fetched. And you do know things can happen the, just the way they said it happened. If it happened the way they said it happened is 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 another question, right? But there was there's there was truth in there mixed with a, a lot of comedic value. But um, I I thought that I thought the inter interview was good. Um, with both of them, I found out stuff that I didn't know about them before that gave me a better ap appreciation for them. Like that whole bit when Cat was just saying like he would just send money to like comedians. We just Thought that you know we're really talented, but we're not getting there just due. Mm -hmm. And he would just like yo, he would just like send them money, you know what I mean? To just like help them on the way and shit like that. I was like, yo, that's dope. Like, you don't find a lot of people who would do stuff like that. Mm -hmm. The fact that he has, you know, eight kids, seven of them, seven of them are adopted. I'm like, yo, yo, he gave seven kids a chance. 
that probably never had a chance before. Like, you don't, again, you don't find a lot of people out there doing that sort of stuff. So, you know, amongst all the controversy stuff, just those little stuff in between that he, that, that made me understand a little bit more about the man. I was like, yo, that's pretty dope. Mm. For me, how I view Cat Williams now is, um, I want to say, I had mad respect for him before. I feel like I, it grew, like it multiplied probably by 10 mm-hmm. because it comes back to money and integrity. Right. From what I've seen and from what I know and stuff about that cat, cat Williams and stuff, whatever, too, like even currently. So I look at it stuff as where the Monique thing. Right. I remember the Monique thing because it was kind of like around the beginning of the episodes as we start recording. And again, her beef was that Amy Schumer is making this much amount of grip over her. Right. But we got to look at the body to work and the ticket sales that are sold before Netflix said they want to toss you a deal for this special or something like that. Right. right? She wants all of this for not doing anything like recent. And I look at this stuff as Kat and Chappelle, they haven't stopped. No. Right? No. Like I want to say when Chappelle took his hiatus and stuff and he came back, he hasn't stopped. Right. Kat didn't have a hiatus like that. I want to say he had stoppages between, let's say, um, more so the jail and the other uh, right. situations going on with his life, but he's still doing the do. Yeah. So for him to get paid, let's say two point something mil for his ticket sales and stuff, and that's the check that Netflix offered compared to Monique, I look at stuff as like, yo, you, you pay me for what I'm worth. Right, right. Could he sold out for a lot more other things and stuff? Absolutely. When he gave the story about the Friday stuff and everything like that? Yeah. Absolutely. I look at it stuff as about the storytelling aspect I feel like he's just a naturally funny person. Right. So because you're a naturally funny person, like I want to say, I like to have fun. Yeah, yeah. When I'm talking about certain things and stuff, whatever, I like to make sure there's still kind of humor in the conversation. Right. So I look at stuff as that, if you took the whole conversation as a joke, then that's on you. Right. But I look at stuff as like, it wasn't a joke to me. It was just more like a break from the monotony. Right, right. So I look at stuff like, I didn't take it like, oh, it's a comedian doing this. Because I look at stuff as where, where he cre- he made this platform, like I want to say when Steve Harvey was on there, it didn't feel that intimate on there. When Because I, I saw the Steve Harvey one, not the full way, but I want to say probably till 35 minutes of it. Okay. And it didn't feel warm. Right. Until he started talking about like women and all that type of stuff. And then it was like, all right, now this is feeling more of a, a one-on-one kind of vibe thing. Right. But everything felt more staged. Right. Right. This didn't feel stage. Nah, it just it's it just it felt vulnerable. Yeah, it felt vulnerable. Felt vulnerable. So I look at it stuff as where this hit and that Shannon Sharp Club Shay Shay platform now is a different kind of landscape now. Right. Because of this. Yeah. Yeah. Because like we were saying and stuff, whatever. Do you want how do you follow up? 29, I, like when I got to it and stuff, whatever, because I just saw it yesterday. Yeah. 29 million views. That's insane. Less than a week. That's insane. In two days, it's 23 million views. That's when you just think of the numbers. Less that, than a week. That is just insane. Like, there's mu- look, look, there's music videos 
There's music videos that'd be like four minutes. This is two hours and 45 minutes, two hours and 46 minutes right. of content. Right. You and I both chose at different times and other people, stuff that I know, chose at different times to ingest this content. Right. I don't like short form shit. Yeah. You know, I'm not a clipper. I, me and my boys, we call it the clippers. The clippers. They just want to like, they go by this one clip. Oh yeah. my God, yeah, it's the gospel. Yeah, this is the truth. Yeah, yeah. No, get the full content first. Right. Before we can speak on some shit. Right. I looked at this thing as I was like, yo, to the people that probably started up and said, fuck it, I still feel like there's still more people so that went from start to end. I feel so. Because it was a, like a nonstop thing from this man's point of view, being vulnerable about right. like, yeah, you know, blockages and all the above. And the peoples he called out and everything. It was it was entertaining. It was it, it was, was entertaining, but it was it was eye-opening where I look at stuff again. This is where the social media thing had people toss. Mm. Because they have social media, let's say the non-influencers or the fans feel like they're in that touch and reach out and touch the celebrity. By going to them and stuff like, hey, when we know blue check verified people are in a different landscape and stuff as is. Right. So even if, say, Steve Harvey didn't see it, which I know he saw it. Yeah. I know all of them saw it. All of them seen it. All of but them I look at it stuff as where we're looking like, this is where me, um, fanatic, not fan. Yeah. Fanatic is like, hey, Steve. Hey, Steve. He says something about this. What's your thoughts What's your on thought? it? Right. Yeah. What's your point of view mm -hmm. on there? Yeah. And if you're not hearing crickets, or you're not hearing no denying this shit, but we said okay. So okay, we we all we majority. I want to say myself. When Diddy paid out Cassie, right? You're admitting <laughs> that's, that's that's how I felt. So your silence is saying that you admit that, it. That's how I felt. So right? you're you're not saying anything and stuff to back up your credibility, or not I was like put up or shut up though. Because I'm looking, I'm like, ah, didn't really see Steve Harvey's movies. <laughs> 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 I don't even think it was like five minutes in before Cat started firing. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because Cat, Cat, he, he, he knew what exactly he was doing yeah, and stuff. He, no, no, he came there for a mission. He came there for a mission. It's okay. Do you feel like but okay, wait, before you can go further, do, do you feel like there's anybody that might be able to follow up on Club Shay Shay after after Cat? After what Cat did? No. Only somebody who's willing to be vulnerable. Again, right, right. And reveal their truth. Okay. I would say Taraji, but Taraji's an actress. She cried somewhere else, not saying those tears are fake. Right. We're right. not saying that nobody's tears are invalid. However, she is an actress. Yes. And actors and actresses have a way to convey, especially if they can do their job real damn good. Yeah. So I'm not saying her, her tears and stuff are not real, but it's just, it's, it's odd where, again, I was telling you, I don't feel sorry for people who, when we're living in times and stuff, after, um, like I'm going to say it, after a Lauren Hill deal, we're in situations stuff where we know, damn, De La Soul got a fucked up deal. Right. Damn, P. Diddy gave these people's a fucked up deal. Right. Damn, Lauren Hill got sauce with her deal. So if the goal now is to make this bread and not like you have examples, especially in the black culture, yeah. that these deals and stuff are like bad. Now I'm what I said is more music-wise. Right. But 
people like Viola Davis and everything is still out here doing grit and grind work from like, you know, like Woman King to how to go how to get away with murder from TV, from small screen yes. to silver screen. Right. Putting in that work. You gotta know what you're gonna do with this this bread. And I like what Cat Williams said, because he said something to kind of shut me up. Right. He's like, yo, we can't depend on Tyler Perry. And yeah, I looked at it stuff as like, that. yeah. Because we were before that. We I were was saying, dependent on Tyler Perry, like, yo. But we say that with Jonathan Majors, go over to Tyler Perry and see yeah. if he can re re resurrect the, you. Throw you a lifeline and stuff. But I look at it as I was like, no, like, we can't keep looking at these people and stuff that are, who are not putting on people. Right. I looked at like that for like the very longest when it came to Jay-Z. Mm. I got a love for Jay-Z. But I looked at it stuff as where, let's say he called himself the king and he's just off to the side and he's telling people like, yo, you want to feature this amount of money? Right. This is my, this. And like, people are like, yo, we don't want to fuck with that king. Right? Okay. So give us something. If Since, since you're so great, you should be able to throw us something great. Yeah. Ben Bleak wasn't it. Yeah. Beanie Siegel was working his way to and fro, but his bars was not as eloquently done like how Jay shit was done. Right. You know what I'm saying? You gave us Cole at the end and stuff like that. And we were grateful for Cole because we still have Cole rocking. Right. We have Jay-Z to thank for Cole and stuff for that. But I'm looking at him like, the landscape wasn't friendly. No, it wasn't. Tyler Perry, I'm not shitting on Tyler Perry, but I will look at it stuff as like, who did Tyler Perry really put on? Like he said. Well, that's, and that's the thing. Like the only major actors that, you know, we see in Tyler Perry movies were already doing stuff already prior to those Tyler already. Perry movies. But to say, I know a break, like the, the, the dude who came out and said he was sexually harassed. I didn't even know he was in Tyler, Tyler Perry flicks. Now you walk past that guy like he in the mall, just like Kat said. That's, that's my thing. My, my thing and stuff is that I don't know who Tyler Perry and stuff has put on. Like I look at Oprah put on Gail. Yeah. Oh, she, in more ways than some. <laughs> she put on or she put in? <laughs> in more ways than some. Um, you have Oprah putting on Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil. Dr. Oz. Miss mm -hmm. uh, Manzette. Okay. And I feel like there's one more I'm missing. But again, you know these people who she put on. Right. Right? And I couldn't click in my head like, you know, who are these people putting on? Because I feel like we know Kat has put on tons of comedians. Right. Right? And I look at it as where um, Einstein, I always butcher it, that one, but he's like, a life serving others is a life worth living. And I look at it as if it's like, yo, if I'm nice with it, or I'm good, or I'm in a great position, why wouldn't I put you on? Yeah. Why wouldn't I put you on and stuff like that? Or I look at it as like, even if you're a complete stranger and stuff, convince me why I should put you on and stuff, right? Like right. I look at it as stuff as where, if it's comedy-wise, whatever, yo, this is your first time seeing me, or like if I say if I'm Cat Williams and stuff, whatever, you got a quick three minutes with me. You better land your, your, your quickest and best joke or some shit like that in this time frame. In this time frame. Give me a reason why I should put you on. Yeah. But I'm like, there's countless amount of people and stuff that come from the TP world and stuff and not really going on like that. It's not really going on and stuff like that. Because again, like you said, they've already been on before he decided to fuck with them. You're right. And I mean, and it, I mean if you really, shit, if we really think about it, right? His biggest movies to date was... The Medea, the, the Medea line. And he's always played that character Medea. 
So he's always been the centerpiece of his own films. You like seeing black men in dresses? I like seeing black women in dresses. Oh, okay. Okay. That pastor went off on him. Oh. And when, when he said when he said it, I really thought about it. It's like, yeah, RuPaul wasn't the one that made us accept black men in dresses. It was Tyler Perry. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, I I see it, but I want to say Eddie. Eddie? Eddie, but Eddie Professor. When he, when, when, like, you see, Eddie, when Eddie wasn't coming to America. Right. The illest thing I liked was that Eddie played a white guy and nobody really paid yes. attention. Yes. And that was dope because he yes. played multiple people and stuff. Right. And like in the Professor, the Night Professor series, he played multiple people. Right. But I look at his stuff as he still put on the dress for the mom and the grandma. Right. Right. And I can't remember exactly and stuff, but I remember like in one of the Night Professors, there was like somebody where like, they had their legs up. I think it was the mom or the granny or something like getting humped on. I know the granny had like a little bootleg nude part. Yeah. But I looked at it stuff as where that. Like I wanted, I wanted cat give it a buck. Talk about how you felt about Eddie. About how he felt about Eddie. About Eddie putting on a dress. Right. Right? Because he felt the type of way with Martin and told him to keep on legacy and stuff. He's like, yeah, I'm not what we're not doing is that. Right. So I look at it as like, yeah, no. <laughs> Cat spoke his truth. He spoke his truth. He spoke his truth. I feel like tons of people and stuff, they did not respond too much in a timely matter. And what do they really have to say to this moment? Like, if you look at it now, like, if Kevin, people like Kevin Hart, if you're Kevin Hart, would you say anything? Not if I still want to keep my brand. Speak on that. I think anything he says now, I mean, he did he did toss around a few jokes about the, the whole matter, but he didn't address whatever Kat said directly. And I think if he said anything, or if he addressed what Kat said directly, right? He would have had to deny everything Kat said. And then that might have left him open for any other thing that Kat might have followed up with. So Steve Harvey shouldn't say anything either? I don't think... I'd, at this point, I don't think he should say anything. Steve said earthquake, Kevin Hart. Yeah. Certain amount of people he was name dropping. Tiffany Haddish. Tiffany Haddish. You shouldn't say anything. You should just let it ride. That's what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. I, 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 unless you got the same type of love that Cats got within the hood. Because like when I look at when I look at Steve Harvey, for one, I never really thought he was that funny. Right. Right? Even Kev, Even Kevin Hart. To me, Kevin Hart now is more of that that Mr. Bean type comedian where you do silly shit and people are laughing at or with you because of more of the silly shit and not necessarily for the jokes. Mm. Right? 
if that is your case, then you got to continue on doing that silly shit and filling and filling those roles. Which has he been doing? Which is which what what he's been doing? Yeah. So addressing Cat Williams at that point, it it, it does nothing for your brand. Gotcha. I get that. Yeah, I, I think certain things like let sleeping dogs lie, and then, but you're you're gonna have the people come at you. Oh, 100%. You're getting, like I said, it's the social media thing that got them fucked up thinking like them and the celebrities are like this. Right. Right. So eventually you're going to see set people and stuff out in public and ask them some things and there might be a phone out. And what a lot of people don't understand is that Cat Williams is not the only comedian that's been saying this stuff. He's just one of the ones with a bigger profile who's that an, when he says it, it an, resonates. Who's another comedian? Well, uh, Mark, Mark Curry's been saying it. There's another dude that um, I forget his name, but he said uh, there's a clip where he said um, Cat called him and said he was about to rip up, rip the shit out of um, Cedric the Entertainer for doing the whole joke, the the um, the Cadillac joke, right? Mm-hmm. And he said I had to talk him down. He's like he's in the barbershop. He's saying no, I had to talk Cat down. I said, I said no, it's Cat. No, you you can't look at it that way. Look at it more like. He's paying an homage, an homage to you, right? And Cat was like, nigga, I'm glad you feel that way. Because right now he's doing one of your jokes. You don't remember the person? I don't remember the person. I got I to gotta find the clip. But then they showed the clip of Dude. And he was like, he then made some joke and he was dancing. And then they showed, they showed um, Cedric the Entertainer doing the same thing. So it's like... <sighs> But then, but then, comedy is a tricky thing because you have a lot of comedians that will write for other comedians. So unless the comedian comes out and sits himself says, "Yo, that joke was stolen from me," it could have just been, "I'm writing a set of jokes for this guy." I just uh, let me give him one of my bits. I but yeah, but I, I think those things would be authorized, right? Because if they're authorized, then there's no beef, right? Like right. if if Cat Williams knew he was writing a thing. For Savage intended to use, I think this whole conversation no, is invalid. This is, but that invalid. wasn't the case. Invalid, right. That wasn't the case right. in this situation. The case situation and stuff is that they're legit taking jokes, claiming a fame to this, and then now uh, here lies this interview, right? Right. Where I feel like, see, I feel like they... And he even said that he he came on and set the record straight with the whole Ricky Smiley and the Friday stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't think Ricky Smiley was ever supposed to be some kind of pimp. Because Ricky Smiley never really gave me like pimp vibes because the Steve Harvey thing was all gospel right. type of church type of vibe. And then Ricky Smiley and stuff, he was doing his thing. But then I remember in the comic view days, he was probably more free and raw. Right. But before he got on radio and stuff with Steve, like it got cleaner. Mm-hmm. So I look at it stuff as like, okay, and this is before set come up of like the, the casting for was it Friday after next. Right. Right. So eh I'm not saying Ricky Smiley ain't funny. I, Ricky Smiley I just can't remember Ricky Smiley like joke and a um, bar. Um, and that's that's what my thing is. Like I'm like sell me why you know what I'm saying I should I should rock with set person. Right. Like if I'm telling you like oh Joy Coy, I'm gonna give you a Joy Coy joke about like what he's talking about with his son. He's like, oh my son's half white and he's half Asian. He's like damn my dick's little. He said, that's a half Asian. You got it from my side. <laughs> you, 
You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. I can give you a, a bar. I can give you a joke yeah. that they said because it stood out to me. And, and But not only that, it's just like you're saying, like, these guys are active on the circuit. You know what I mean? It's like they're not, they haven't paused to say, I'm going to step away and do TV shows. I'm going to step away. Mm, Joy Corey used to be on with Chelsea Handler. Yeah, yeah. But uh, when while he was on there, did he step away from the circuit? He did for a little bit because he like he had acting, uh, like he had other acting opportunities okay. and stuff that kind of okay. came up. Okay. Right? And I look at it, the same thing with Chris Rock. When I heard that, I think it's a commie seller in New York. Right. They said Chris Rock is a, is a regular there. Right. Because Chris Rock will go to New York. Like he lives in Jersey, but go to New York, do his ones and twos, and be like, you know what? Fuck it. Let me go try, do a little one, two and everything. Right. And I remember, I think it was him first somewhere saying like, yo, I feel like comedians need to get booed more. Because mm. he's like, He's like, yo, I got a few boos and stuff like trying to do some other new shit, whatever. And they look at it like, uh, or people not moving like that. Right. It's a thing to your ego because one set of group of people looking at you was like, you're this funny man. That's why they put you in this movie. Right. And other people looking at you was like, stick to the movies or the rivers in your legs that you used to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I look at it as like, yo, this interview, it shaped, to me, it shaped the landscape and stuff of where Club Shay Shay has to be a new place stuff to set your truth. Right. Who the fuck is going to follow up after this? It's a good question. That's a good question. And they do not owe me any answers. I am nobody. Their audiences or their camps, mm -hmm. if they mess with them and they ask them, they have to answer that. And right. the reason why I say they have to answer that stuff is like, again, Sell me a dream why I should stay over here and be on your side. Right. Right? Like if the Jose, Jose Canseco. I knew Jose Canseco was that dude just be slapping the balls out of the park. Right. Out of the park. He was one type of built till he went to looking like a freaking Avenger. Okay? <laughs> He-Man. He <laughs> and then when he was done, he snitching. Yeah. So, yeah. I, so I look at it and I was like... We knew you were juicing that. Right. We knew you were juicing. But now I gotta look at stuff as like, tell me why I should still keep your baseball card. <laughs> Just tell me. Don't tell me. Tell me. Because now it's diminished in value. Well, because I look at it stuff as like, if I'm your fan or you're, you're like, yo, we tell our peoples and stuff for their who listen to the podcast. We, we appreciate them. We're grateful for them. Right. They probably come for like either my nonsense your wisdom, whatever they come for and stuff like that. So they're sold on it. Right. Now, if somebody comes and stuff to ask anything stuff about like pertaining to us and everything and they come in our DMs, I'm not saying we have to address them all. Right. But if they're coming like in a collective for the same thing. Yeah. Why not? These are your people. Especially if it's your truth and you, you own your truth. And, that, and that's what I'm saying. It's like, well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, People with with truth no more, they create their own realities. <laughs> this is what I'm saying, though. With, with with some of these things that are being addressed, yeah, right. Or the business that Cat put out there. Mm -hmm. If you know he he's owning his truth, and you really can't defend yourself against it, then don't come out and say anything. Yeah, unless you unless you can stand on your truth, then by all means defend your name and character. Agree. Agree. Yeah. That was a nice interview. I recommend a few people to take in the clips. And if the clips get you and stuff, whatever, go in for the full meal. Get the appetizers. 
and then going for the meal if you're okay with it. Like this, I, this one post, this woman went through this whole tirade about, oh, he came to be Christian, this, that, and that third, and he's not moving Christian-like. And I'm looking at, and I'm, I'm saying, and then, she, then the key thing I caught is, I watched 40 minutes of it and then turned it off. <clears throat> I'm like, well, then you missed the part when he didn't, said he denounced religion, where after his whole, his whole missionary thing with his parents, he wasn't feeling it. So, no, nah, I didn't catch one Christian vibe from this man. I think it was dope. The whole Christian vibe and stuff about is when he told his, um, about his pops. Right. And so that him and his pops stuff, like, you know, they, they, they were button heads and going at it and, and he had to dip out. Yeah. And I looked at it and I was like, yeah, my house, my rules. Yeah. And he respected that. Yeah. And he went about his business. So I look at it stuff as like, yeah, then somebody else is telling like, oh, he was with truck drivers and stuff. And I think that was a joke that the truck drivers would have molested or groped up a 13-year-old like truck like, you know, getting hitchhiking <laughs> and shit because he made it. But I look at like, are they though? Because I look at it stuff as where you might run into some awful people. Right. And I feel like in the world back then, you ran to more wholesome people and stuff for that. Yeah, I think so. Ted Bundy was absolutely like back then and stuff for their confirmed. But I look at stuff as where right now it's a dog eat dog type world. of world. world and right. I feel like there was more loving and stuff. So for I, a man to be 50 plus and at that time, if it was like 12, 11, I think he got the damn, where are you going? Yeah. It's all right. What you doing outside of the road, kid? Yeah. Yeah, in the middle of nowhere. I'm trying to get here. All right. I'm, I'm going to drop you off to the next town because I don't know the next person's not going to be wholesome like me that tries to pick you up. That part. All right. Oh, I want to... <laughs> and on this week's segment of <laughs> women telling men how to be men... Uh, we got another one? Yeah. Um, and another one. Do men want women with BBLs or natural bodies? A lot of women are saying BBLs. I per I've always preferred a natural body. I'm not saying that a BBL is not eye-catching and won't catch my attention. But no, I, I like a woman who work for hers. You never seen a BBL naked. <laughs> yeah, never seen a BBL naked. <laughs> I think when you see a BBL naked, it's a different story. It's a different story. <laughs> and look, well, like Marv doesn't sound like you're on the side of men either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, BBL, no, I'm saying BBLs. See, I think with the clothes and and BBL, yeah, it looks nice. Right. When you're seeing a Frankenstein like botch work and stuff, I'm not saying like all of my botch that I've seen. Yeah, but. The incisions and the scarring and stuff like that, whatever. I like, I seen a woman and stuff in one time in front of me and I was like, oh shit, she got her tits done, whatever, right? Right, right. And then all I hear was like, TLC, you can buy hair and it won't grow. You can fix your nose if it's sad. I, I saw, I'm just looking at all this, but me, my horny ass and stuff, whatever, I'm looking like, yeah, this is just a story to tell sometimes later. This is later. a story to tell sometime later. Because I look at it stuff as like, I don't mind, like, I want to say, now I've seen some, you see, I call them the, the National Geographic titties. Right. The ones that look like just like just, just, that and they look like they got no action in there. Yeah. Like it's just like, it's just like milk is just dried out and stuff, whatever. Right. I like saggy titties. 
I don't, I, I have no problems with saggy titties. I look at this stuff as like I think saggy titties and stuff to me, and like like we're talking about like where. What is it? They used to call it high heels. Is that what Jamaican people call it? High heels. High heels. <laughs> Come in, my auntie's like, yo, boy, back in the days, I had some high heels, not have slippers. Whatever, right? <laughs> and, <laughs> yo, you ever heard that? Yo, you never heard that? No. Oh, shit. I you, high heels like, versus the slippers. Yeah, her auntie said, yeah, she'd have high heels and now she has slippers and everything. And I look at it and I was like, it's okay if you have slippers. You have the flippy floppies. It's okay. Right, right. right. Flippy floppies will slap me in my face if you're on uh, top. Okay, so so you've been with somebody with work done. Yes. Okay, so I've I've never been with anybody who's had work done. Mm. Tell me, the feel, is it different? So, I've been with a woman that had um, the, 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 the lipo. Okay. Because I feel like most of the belly buttons, is, I think they're just starting to master the belly button games, kind of like AI with the fingers. <laughs> right. They're just not getting it intact. Because <laughs> yeah. you're looking like, yo, something's not right about your stomach. Why is it to the left? <laughs> well, no. I just look at it and something's like, Shh. it's like super, super flat. Yeah. It's supposed to be like, like you, you ate like 10 Big Macs. It was super, super flat. And then like the belly button and stuff was like damn near missing. Mm. It was like everybody has a super any like that, whatever. Right. Posturous. Right. Poppycock. Right. And then I seen women. I, so I've never been with somebody who had like um the ass, the ass and stuff like fully done. Now the one woman I seen with the whole lipo, I guess she did do kind of like a BBL thing, but she did a she did the shots. Okay. And they weren't the official shots. Okay. They were the ones. Cement? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Apparently, she says it was like some oil work or whatever. It's like, I think cast the oil or synthetic oil, whatever. Yeah. But I'm like, if you got it done at somebody's spot, you know. It's, it's very questionable. But at the time, because like I see all the videos and stuff, whatever, you know, like it damages the skin. Right. At the time, it was doing some justice. It was, it was good. It was good. I was like, I probably got to it after she was, I was about to say, she's early in the game. <laughs> I don't know where she is now, but right. may God be with her on her journey. Right. And the breast implant stuff, I seen like, so I seen two women. So I seen one that got cut here right. underneath. And I saw another woman that had them cut in the, in the armpit. armpit. Okay. Right. And the armpit, they did saline. Mm. So they did like, they're like, it's like more of a saline, more than a silicone action. Right. And the other one was silicone. They're just like, slip pause. Right. No, sorry. <laughs> High heels. <laughs> <laughs> High heels. So I looked and I was like, damn. And depending on the position you're doing, it's just kind of freakish that you're not seeing the the, the, the movement. movement. <laughs> it's the movement. Right, it's the, right. It's the movement. Because I thought, I, at first I thought it was just the me thing. Yeah. And then I think even that day or that night when I went home to my own domain and stuff, whatever, I actually looked at like, at, like probably I went to a porn site to look at like, uh, like, Big titty implant, like you know, porn stars, right? And I was like, Yeah, it wasn't moving, it was just stationary, stationary, and it just was freakishly unreal to me, yeah. So, like, it was kind of throwing off my, my, my stroke, right? I was looking, I'm like, like, not, I, not even I like usually a, make them jiggle, <laughs> right? Talk the things down, yeah, right, right? Yeah, no, 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 I just, I don't know, from okay, from a man's POV. Another woman said, like, um, men used to be obsessed with women. Were you obsessed with women before? Are you obsessed with your wife? Let's start with that. Yeah. You are? Yeah. 
What's a, what, what, I don't know what does what obsessed mean? What do they mean that men used to be obsessed with women? So they, I guess what they what the woman was saying and stuff is that men now right. have come to a point where they're not doing everything for women no more. They're doing everything like more for themselves. When it's kind of like the power of the P-U-S-S-Y. That's why dudes get haircuts and try to dress fly. Yeah. Ball like in Ford it. Got the best ride. Yeah. It's power of the P-U-S-S-Y. Right. Now you're in a space where I feel like, let's say somebody is still, I'm going to call out a name and stuff for the Bando Kevo. Okay. Bando Kev, right? I look at stuff like, Batman Kev, he got, uh, I think he got his, yeah, he, he got his stomach done. Okay. Right? So he has, like, I think this is all plastic surgery and he probably just might be work out to kind of maintain it and stuff like that. I, I know chicks fuck, I know this, and it's no shade, but there's some out of, out of shape dudes still getting pussy out here. Of course. Yeah. He has bed. He has, he has bread. He right. Has bands. Yeah. Chicks fuck anything but guys for best. I just look at it like men, we fuck anything. Mm-hmm. Women, some women won't pass up an opportunity for for like be like, I just gotta close my eyes and fake it till I make it to Do get I these bands. <laughs> Little Kim yeah. taught us. Bitches are cut, just get to the top. Yeah. Yeah. So I look at it stuff, it's like, you're still gonna get cooch unless you're doing this for yourself. And to go under the knife. I feel like that's that's kind of extreme. We talked about like the whole stilt surgery for to get taller to get, and everything taller, like that. Right. You're doing that? Nah. With fifty bill? No, mm. with fifty million? Why? Exactly. I, I, Stand this? on your money. Yeah, exactly. Stand on your money. <laughs> oh, you're a midget. Now see here, hooligan. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So I'm looking like, yeah, this is a different kind of dance where I do not feel that. Men really need to be calling themselves like, or or women saying that men are obsessed, because the same men that were kind of quote unquote obsessed got two labels: stalker or simp. Yeah. So, if a guy now like we look at stuff as like, yo, it's not pimping, it's simping. Right. No one really wants to really be a simp. No. So again, dislo- they're going to dislocate themselves. From that situation and stuff, so you'd be like, "Oh, that woman's not feeling you. Oh, you're trying to do the most with her. You simping? No." But before, I guess on her angle and stuff is like, "You were obsessed." So looking like, I couldn't tell you if I was ever obsessed, but I looked at stuff as where, what's your definition of obsessed? You see, I think that's I think that's where my definition was different. I think just. Maybe it's not obsessed. Maybe it's more attractive to a woman who looks good or who who has a nice shape to her. And you're right. I don't think that would be... I wouldn't think that would be necessarily obsession because I could also be attracted to a woman who's maybe not so shapely. And it might just be... So your obsession is more aesthetic. It, w- it would have been more aesthetic because, again, I can't look and see intel- intelligence. Mm-hmm. Right, so there's got to be something that draws me to you. Now, once you've drawn me to you, it's not always going to be the aesthetics that's going to keep me. I'll, I'll keep it 100. If you don't got a mind to go with that body, it might just be a hit and leave. Okay, 
But what do you... Okay, so what's your definition of obsessed? Um, just always looking, just always looking at women, just always have women on the mind. Okay, so that works in the lateral, always have men on the mind? Men or a man? Because you can be obsessed with one person, no? You can be obsessed with one person. See, my obsession and stuff is like different. I think my obsession is more pertaining to a person. Okay. And some R. Kelly shit, whatever. No, no, people, it's controversial. I even said R. Kelly, but like, I can't sleep. I can't think. I can't eat. Right. Without this person or something like that, whatever, right? Right. It gets kind of like dangerously stalkishly, like, right? Yeah. It's a bad thing when R. Kelly says it because he's a bad person. Shame, shame. Right. But then it's okay when Beyonce said, I'm dangerously in love with you. Right. Yeah. That sounds like an obsession yeah, to that me. Sounds like a. Seriously, uh, love you. I was like, wait, like, wait, wait, wait. Pardon. Sounds like an obsession. You, you might need a therapist, boo. So I look at this stuff as where there now for me is where I've never really been in that situation of probably infatuated, right? But or probably was overfilling a person and stuff. But to say I can't function and stuff, or like you know do certain type of things, or like I look at this stuff as like. At one time in my life, pussy was my navigation, and now it's my destination. Right, like and right. I, that's um, two chains. I heard say that, and I look at it stuff as where, yeah, I would do things to say uh, get this money. Once I got cash, maybe some women and stuff, or some other women and stuff in different landscape will fuck me. Right, right, right. But then I looked at stuff and like, it takes a lot of cash to acquire all these type of women that just want to fuck you just for the cash. Right. Yeah, the cash that I make and stuff is good enough for me. <laughs> but to not give it out to somebody I'm not going to keep for a long time? No. Next. No. So I uh, that that part. One day, I might be obsessed with a woman. One day. One day. Stay tuned. <laughs> now, let's get to the... Oh, you know, one, one more quick thing before we, we get into the fray shit that we can slide. Um... Jeffrey Epstein, the list. The list. Uh, why do you think it had taken so long to release the full list? Um, well, to my understanding, what they did, what they did list mm -hmm. was just a bunch of zip file links. So then now uh, you gotta wait for people to go and open up those zip files. Which people? Whoever the snoops are gonna be to take the time to do all of that. Because I, I don't got the time to do all so, that. So, okay, the government released the zips to, like, randos? Like, where did the government release these zips? It's, um, so whatever file they list, um... Who, who had this file before? I'm not sure who had it, had it before, but I've, I have the link. So, it's, it's a government document, right? And then it'll say certain, certain, so-and-so-and-so, and then you'll see, like, a zip file link. And it's just... That all the way through down the, the, the document. So now you gotta go through each zip file link, open up that zip file to see what name or, or whoever's connected with that zip file name. Mm -hmm. So um, for a while they were saying, um, let's just say, for instance, Bill Clinton was number 304. <laughs> 304 would have been the zip, and anything that had three, the 304 zip would have been associated with Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton. Gotcha. So it's going to take somebody now uh, some time to go through that entire list 
and open up those zip files and start associating the names with the zip files. I just want to know who did the government release it to? Because my thing and stuff is that they're like, we're going to release these names and it's, it's definitely a government situation and stuff, whatever. Like, did you make it public? Like, did they make it public domain? Yeah, it well, it's, it's freedom, of, uh, freedom of information. So it's pretty much public domain. If you want to go look it up, you can go look it up. But what I'm saying is, like I said, the link that I got is it's just jam-packed with the, the list files. and then zip files. So now you got to go through one and one, 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 and open up the zip files. No, the internet's easier than that, man. I feel like you just put a chirp out there and be like, yo, we're on Reddit. <laughs> Who got the Epstein list? I won't be surprised if you, like, there'd be a Reddit sub or subreddit on I'm, the I'm, Epstein that's list. What I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. There's some dude that has, got, has gone click, click, clickety-clack and is saying, the same people that make these gift files. Same people make these gift files. Had time that day when they made that. It's the same people that have time to release this shit with simple self-explanatory shit. What do you think about the whole Stephen Hawking's? Oh, the whole, the whole um, little people situation? Right. I don't know if I can believe that yet. Because I look at it stuff and I'm not denying it and stuff. But because these people can do whatever the hell they choose. What's the, is the movie called Calcutta? Calcutta? The one with like the whole orgy thing, like the devil kind of thing. I think I'm messing up the name. Right. But I look at it stuff as where if they're having this big ass kind of orgy party, this orgy kind of lifestyle and stuff, it's not far fetched that you'll it's, see some weird shit. It's not that'd be off and stuff from there. But I look at it stuff as where would it make sense to drag a dead person's name now? But okay, so but this is what I'm saying, right? Because from the names that we have heard about, majority of them we already knew, right? The Bill Clinton, the Prince Andrew. Um, sorry, so Alan Dershowitz was the lawyer that I was talking about the the um the last time we were we were speaking and not um no last time we were speaking the last time we we were talking about uh, who would be on the list and I was trying to I was trying to remember the lawyer it was Alan Dershowitz was the lawyer that I was I was talking about oh, okay so. Those we knew of, right? And then, like the surprise ones, like the Michael Jackson, because I didn't, I didn't know if he was going to be on the list or not. I did say that there would be entertainers on the list. Michael Jackson, I didn't, I didn't know about. And then the Stephen Hawking, I didn't know about. But these are two people who are dead and gone. And if they wanted to defend their name, cannot defend their name. What's the point? What's the point? What's the point? You can't now condemn the worm or do it. They're already dead and gone. Hmm. <laughs> What's the point? Do you believe Jimmy Kimmel? His story? About, about being alleged on the flight log? Mayor Rogers? I'd believe him more if I knew that there was three people that was an excuse for the list from the list. Because if you're one of those three people who've been excused from that list, you can say whatever the fuck you want. Yes. Yes. Very true. Very true. Because I know if I had to pay like a chunk of change to get off that list and I was on that list. Yeah. And I was nervous before. I'd be like, Hoo-hoo, you dirty whorebags. You know, right? I point out all you guys. Because <laughs> I, I spilled the milk, but you're standing in it. Hoo-hoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Confirmed. All right. Let's just leave it like that then. Leave it like that. 
Question of the week. Are you ready? I'm ready. Question of the week says, what's important to you? Like, what's important to me? What is important to you? That I'm able to help others. Some Cat Williams shit. Yeah. You see yourself in Cat Williams in this last interview? It, but, but, and that's what I'm saying. Like, some of the things that what he said, like, I didn't know about him before, I admire because some of those things is how I feel. That's dope. What is important to me is definitely, I want to say, I never really thought about impact and stuff like that before, but I realized the stuff that the things that we do day to day do create like this butterfly effect and this impact and stuff in the world. Right. So what's important to me and stuff is I want to make a proper, and I deem it proper meaning I'm not stepping over bodies or people in the process while I'm making an impact or doing what I do. Right, right. Because I feel like um, that'd be very disingenuous from everything, the morals and principles that I hold dear. Yeah. To actually like do that. So I'm, I, I move, I, I think twice before I do certain type of things and stuff and decisions now. Okay. Because I look at it stuff as where like before, like my emotional intelligence was garbage. Right. But I've learned over the course of years and stuff for, to, for it to get better and, and have the ability to read the room a lot better. Right. So I don't want to do something to stuff like say for example, I was in conversation and stuff with some people to like podcast topic, you know, you know I me. Mean? Yeah. I go places and stuff and these things will come up. We're having a convo and stuff, and I wanted to include another person stuff in there. They were all into the conversation. Okay. But they weren't participating. Okay. So I wanted to include them and stuff, but then another person was saying, like, oh well, this person, the woman has been through some shit. She'll be able to speak on it. I don't know said woman. Right. And I was like, I caught it. Once I like I I caught the temperature, like how it was moving. Right. So I was like, yeah, I want to let it be known that yeah, I, we had these fire conversations, conversations like this on the podcast, but not to sacrifice her in the process. So I said, I'm like, baby girl, you don't know me. Right. You ain't got to share your story. Yeah. Not everybody's worthy of your story. Right. And I said it like that to kind of kill them trying to. Drag, force, for, yeah. force her into it. They position. can say their piece. Let them speak on themselves and be like, right. oh, she been through some shit. Let her tell you the shit she been in. No. No. Yeah. No. I'm like, and I'm not going to do that to prove a point that like, I can have this fire convo with any and anybody. Right. So I'm like, mm, no. And I think before I dip, she even like, you know, thank you so much for that. She's like, yeah, they, you know, I didn't think she was going to air me out like that. Yeah. And everything. So yeah. I was like, I'm like, no, I get it. I'm like, I just move at a change of pace and a lighter load and stuff for them in my, in my world. Right. Where like I'm savoring moments and understanding things a lot different. Right. And I was like, your look and the body language you were giving, it wasn't giving. <laughs> <laughs> That's the sassiness. <laughs> but it, was, it wasn't warm enough to say like, she can welcome this conversation. Right. It's the same thing. If we poll questions and stuff, there's tons of eyes you see that see it. Yeah. Yeah. Only a, like a handful or a collective will participate. Right. That's not my duty to go up there and stuff, going to a DM. Why didn't you, you saw it. Why didn't you? No, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Nah, you know what? I, I would be the same way. I, if, if, even if I knew somebody was in a particular position yeah. to speak on matters, I'm going to leave it up to them. I'm, I'm going to leave it up to them. I'm not going to pull them out, pull them, because 
it's you're you right. Know, some story. shit, you, some shit you may not want to talk about. You may not want to share with, you, with everybody. World. Yeah, exactly. That, and, and this is going back to like the Sean Strickland thing. Like I'm saying, right? Him opening up or him getting to that traumatic moment. Yeah, it's like it could have been like a wrinkle in time, but this situation at that moment it made into a, a made a mountain from a molehill. Right? Because it can be like, yeah, my father and stuff, whatever. Or my upbringing wasn't the greatest. On to the next. Right. But the trauma and everything and stuff there. And now I'm looking like, boss, not everybody needs to know your story to that detail and stuff, whatever. Not everybody's worthy of your story. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, this might have resulted more clicks and views for the other person person. and stuff, whatever. But at your expense, and a lot of people don't like to be the butt of the jokes. Right. Like, I got thick skin. Right? So I look at it as like, yeah, you say some things and stuff, whatever, to me, then it's okay. Like, I look at somebody with the... Mike Shanahan, what thing with the Shanahan? Yeah. When I was like, they're like, oh, look at that. You couldn't even get it right and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, a broken lock is at least right twice a day. Yeah. So I'm like, so the one time, which I know the man, I can spell the man's name out, but it's just like, yeah. and just the fast, quick reference. Right. I always called him that and I was used to it until like he retired. Right. Right. But they were harped on that, that me being wrong and stuff on that. Yeah. And I was like, yo, boo, it's, it's okay. I'm not losing no sleep over it. Yeah, th- I'll still call him Mike Shanahan. He'll never lose sleep over it. And that's why I made such a play. play yeah, of like, just, I was like, yo, this shit is this yeah, funny. I'm but I know I'm not going to care about it. I'm in my bag. Yeah. I'm not in my feelings. I'm not, I'm not camping. Yeah, I'm not in my yeah. bag. It's, 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 it's funny because it just, it reminds me of that whole thing what Kat was saying with the, with the Wanda interview. Yeah. When like, she was like, Okay, we're not gonna talk about this. We're not gonna talk about that. We're not gonna talk about this. Then they get on air, and then she starts talking about the same things that says she wasn't gonna talk about. Mm-hmm. So he roasted her. Mm-hmm. And she can handle it. That part. Let's get to Axe of Sons. Oh, you're ready. I'm ready. First Axe of Sons. So it comes from Afraid Adam. What is the weirdest thing you heard in a funeral? So, you know, when the pastors always, you know, they, they always give that little setup speech at the end for you to, for you to give your life over before it's too late. Mm-hmm. The one funeral, it threw me back when the pastor, <laughs> when the pastor asked. At, at my father's funeral? Yes. Boss, I thought about that shit <laughs> when I saw this question. It threw me back when the pastor asked, who's next to go? <laughs> I was like, too soon. I was like, what? <laughs> too soon. Shout out to Mike. Mike, 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 Mike yeah, like, you, you, you're next to go. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm there. I'm in mourning. It's my father died. I was like, damn, shit. You know, this is the last time I'm going to see my father. Because like, there's, um. oh my gosh, I, I heard it. There's a song I love. It's um from Jay Electronica and Jay-Z's on it. Yeah. He's like, I got numbers in my phone that would never ping again. Mm. And then like, and it's like, it was my father's thing and stuff for the right. too, right? Right. So meanwhile, I keep drying my tears through all of this and stuff. And he's giving his little Jerry Springer final thought. I'm in there and stuff. And I'm like, what the fuck are you going to say? Yo, I looked up. I had the shades on. I looked up. I was like, this boy is wild. I'm glad we talked about this saying that incident. I was, the, God bless you right there. The, the, that, I was like, that is wild. What do you, who's next to go? Who's next to go? Turn your life over to God. 
Not even like we don't know. Because usually the setup is we don't know when our time is called. Yeah. Right? So it's best to be prepared for that moment. Nah, he went a step ahead. He's like, yo, who's next to go? Yo, before I went to way back when, I think like, it's not in 2000, before the 2010s. Right. I went to a funeral for a kid. I don't really go to too many kids' funerals. I stopped going to kids' funerals yeah. and stuff, whatever. I said that, you know, touch wood. Right. Like, I hope I ha- don't have to ever go to a kid's funeral again. Yeah. It's kind of hard for me to yeah, kind of deal yeah. with whatever, right? Kid pass. Pass to start this shit off and stuff, whatever. He's like, you know, when I heard such and such pass, I had a smile on my face. No, why? Why? A child coffin is in front of you. You why do you have a smile on your face? The setup was fucked. Like they, like we're saying with the dude, the pastor right. at my father's funeral. Right. The setup was fucked. Cause I looked at stuff, I was like, he's like, yeah, no kids should suffer. Don't leave with that, my guy. My guy. <laughs> my man. My Yoski Broski. Yeah, 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 yeah. You led wrong. You led wrong. You led wrong. Oh my gosh. Uh, that was that, that was a wild moment. That was a time. wild, a wild day. That was a wild, wild day. Time. I don't have. I, my, my, I can't make this shit up. This shit happens in my life. I'm glad you guys are. I'm always glad when when these things happen. Right. And I'm looking like, I try to look at other people like, did you see this shit? Yeah, yeah. God bless. Um. Next question comes from Go to Sleep. What's something you don't agree with, but understand why people think that way. Jesus was born on December 25th. Ooh, talk about it. Because, when was he born? Sorry? When was he officially born? I don't know when he was officially born. Nobody knows when he's officially born. But we just picked the 25th? But people just picked the December 25th. Um, And partly do because... It, it was already celebrated. Like, people already had that time of, of a celebration. Like, and I keep throwing the fact that Constantine, who, who conquered, right? He said he conquered in the name of Christ. And before we got, before we had Roman Catholicism, they had their own mythology that they went by. And they celebrated, uh, they, they had this event called Saturnalia. Okay. Right? And that event, they celebrated the god of Saturn. They or, or Saturn was a god, right? So they they celebrated them. It was like a new moon festival, um, not a new moon festival, but uh, like a winter solstice festival, where it's like the changing of the seasons. We're bringing in um, new fruits. the The trees are gonna start to come back to life. So we're celebrating that, right? And that was celebrated almost like. 300, 400 years prior to they made it a Christian holiday. And one of Constantine's things was like, well, I now I'm now converting my 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 Romans into you know the belief of Christ. So that's mm. where we got the Roman Catholicism for. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people weren't rocking with it. So to make it easier for them, they was like, okay, well, we'll just keep the saints the same days of the celebrations that we already celebrated, right? To make it much more easier. So I can see why people celebrate December 25th, but there's no mention of this date in the book. 
Hmm. I think for me, I was gonna, <clears throat> I am gonna say religion, but I look at it stuff as where, like, there's some things. That, wait, hold on, what's the question now? But there's some things you don't agree with, but understand why people think that way. So I don't really agree with certain things stuff in the Christianity faith, right? But I can see why people have an issue with stuff with it, right? Right. Like I look at it stuff as where. Um, the walking on water aspect when it comes to Jesus. Right. Right. Now, I've been to Wasega Beach before and like, yo, there's some spots in there, some deep and some high shit. Yeah. And it's like, you could be busting a Jesus move yeah, and stuff. From, from, yeah, from a distance. <laughs> he's like, shoreline is here. You're way over there. And you're looking like, smooth, really? Walks. You know, you're just doing your yeah, thing yeah. and stuff, whatever, out there. And... There's certain things where, yeah, like, I don't really jive with, but people look like, nah, man, you can't mess with my Lord out here walking on water. You're not believing in my God and everything. So, like, no, I'm not saying that, but I'm like, just one person in the history of man walked on water. Just one person. Like, the ones and stuff that I'm seeing in Japan doing a ninja run and stuff over the water. They still got a little little something to get a little, you know, a little something. They're skipping on the They're skipping on something. <laughs> but I'm looking like, it wasn't like, yo, oh, he looked out and he saw Jesus out there holla holla where we won't stop. Right. Right. So I'm like, ah, all right, this is you guys. <laughs> like, you know, whatever, whatevs. <laughs> but then, then people tell me the stories about the Old Testament just for reference and like his story thing, which was go by the New Testament. So I can see why a lot of people don't jive with specific religions. Right. Right. Uh, the last one comes from Pac-Main. Pac-Main? Have you been sexually assaulted by a woman? And then uh, the follow-up question is, what happened? Woo. I don't know if I've ever told this story on the podcast before. This is not a safe space, but you can start. <laughs> but, um... Hold on, let me get my Barbara Walters pose. Yeah, R.I.P. Barbara. Barbara Walters pose on? Tell us what happened. So it was me and two other friends were at, at a club, mm. right? And we were just stand, we're st- you know, standing and just. Wait, 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 I have questions in between this. Yeah, yeah. Were you scantily dressed? Because you know, just because you look like a hoe, that don't make you okay. a hoe. I, I feel like I was dressed a conservative. conservative oh, okay, all right, like, cool. I feel things. like you know what I mean. Cool like, things. I didn't want the attention. Okay, so you had your button up that high. It wasn't showing. Yeah, I wasn't it showing wasn't a Michael any, Jackson V-neck nah, coming out the belly button. No, nah, okay. nah, the, the, the pants right. was kind of, you know, baggy. It was, it was during the baggy pants era. Okay. It wasn't even like the skinny jeans. I, you okay, know? so she's probably like, damn, look at that print. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, as you were. So we're, we're standing up and it's like, like, Maybe like let's say the dance floor was in front of us. So we're yeah. watching the dance floor, right? Out of nowhere, I felt somebody start grinding on my ass. Okay. As I see the I see the, the stunned and weird, perplexed look on your face. Yes. But I'm here for you. I'm reading the room. I felt somebody grind on my ass. And we're talking about a pretty Ricky grind with me or we're talking about R. Kelly bumping and grinding? We're talking about a Soka Fett run up and bubble on somebody from behind. 
grind. Sorry. I'm sorry for last night, your trauma time. <clears throat> and I was so freaked out because the first thing I thought, and forgive me for saying this, but the first thing I thought was, this could be a man trying something behind me. Whoa. Those times back then wasn't that open. As free as they are now. I understand it. You don't have to, you're not considered homophobic. I, I, you were I, just looking for your safety. Right. And then when I turned around and I seen it was like this, this girl and her, her friend was be, beside and they're like, <laughs> so I was like, I, I felt, I honestly felt violated. I like, I had this like this weird feeling. You had guys around you now? So you said the guys? Yeah, there's a, a dude on this side and the dude stand up and like... And these are your peoples? Yeah, these are my peoples. And what did what they say to the grind? They, they, <laughs> they looked at me like, what the fuck just happened? Sounds about Marv. I, I'm going to ask that question too. <laughs> when I look back... You're like, oh, this is what you like? <laughs> and, and then she, and she laughed, she smiled with me and then I, I just... The, the uncomfortableness, I just... I kind of like laughed and smiled it off too. Oh right? shit! So you were straight victimized. But I, I really, I really felt awkward in that, that moment. I was like, Damn, "Yo, that homie. shit was like, real. it just it made me feel so weird and uncomfortable." And for that, and for that moment, I was like, "Shit, this is how, this is how some women really feel." Wow, when it happens to them, <sighs> that's that. That's very unfortunate because, like, I, I want to say, we do take men. Like sexual assault cases lightly. Yeah. I think, and that's the way how the world kind of, or the Western world kind of just made it seem like. And these things do happen to men. Right. Hell, I saw like, I knew somebody and stuff got it, got it like more, or like in a wilder way and stuff compared to myself. Right. So the dude, for me, okay, so my situation and stuff, whatever, like I have several, but I look at it stuff as where one that sticks out is that I was legit. Mind of my business stuff, and I fell asleep on a bus, right? Okay. So I was on the bus, and I kind of just dozed off and stuff. I seen like people and stuff around, and then um, I guess what was I? It's been like fifteen, sixteen. It's like fifteen, sixteen. I'm still catching the bus stuff, whatever, like that and stuff. And these girls were on the bus, and they were standing, right? And because I was damn near asleep and stuff, whatever. Girls threw the cooch on my face. Just do it like on like my cheek area, some shit like that, whatever, right? So say I'm just there and I kind of dozed off and I'm like in the back of the bus like this. Yeah. I felt like touch my face. And then like I see the chick like holding on to like the the bar? Yeah, the bar. I don't mean to laugh. Why are you laughing at Why are you laughing at each other's face? And then she dumped on me. Like she's like, yeah, get this pussy in your face. I was like, what the fuck? No, I was like, I didn't consent to this. And then like the three other girls that are laughing and stuff. Whatever, no, like, no, women. Now, wh now, why are y'all laughing at this? is two, two stories where the women were laughing at us. Yo, I, I was looking at stuff. I was like, the hell? So I was like, I think I rode it for like one more stop and I got off the bus for that. And they're all like, bye. And they're all loud and belligerent. That's a real wow. rapist. Bye. Wow. Bye. Was like, and they're laughing and chuckling and stuff. And I was like, Punk ass girl. Hopefully she don't got no damn kind of STDs. She just right, right. her damn nasty cooch damn near my face. Yeah. So but. I look at it as I was like, yeah, these things and stuff 
I legit now one dude now. Yo, the guy was high or drunk or something like that out of his mind. Yeah. Right. And he was just like on the curb. So he took photos and stuff of dude and everything like because at first, it's like in a club district and stuff, whatever. I can't I, I know the spot where I'm in it, but I know like you know, certain streets and stuff in the club district and stuff is like one way. So I know I think Richmond is going one way, and I think Adelaide is going another way. So whatever one that's running eastbound, like towards the east. We're there, and they're there. They're taking photos of the guy and stuff asleep. One bold one decided to just unbuckle his pants and pull out his dick, and then take a. Then they took a. They proceeded to take photos. So I'm like, "Yo, the man asleep, man. Come on, and stuff for that." And they just like ch- cackled it off right. and just walked away and left him with his dick out, like he's so he's KO'd and his dick's just out there and stuff like that. What I was uh... like. I went to the hot dog stand. I was like, not too far from there. And I was like, oh, you, he's like, these girls, they, they, they drunk. They, they lose their mind. I was like, I just threw some napkins and stuff like kind of over his crotch area and everything. I was like, yeah, I'm not about to go tuck another man's dick right back in his pants. <laughs> right, right. That's a no go for me. No. Next thing you know, you're on camera. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? Hey, yo, Mar, you're out here touching dicks in the open. <laughs> No, it's not like it's that. It's not like that. It's not like no, that. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. Sure, buddy. Sure. sure, buddy. You were touching a buddy. Sure. No, 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 no. But I was looking at like, I'm like, damn, that is fucked. Yeah, that's I was funny. like, why do you find that? This is funny. Yeah, yeah. So, because yeah. I, I know if it was in reverse. Oh, hell no. All right. Say less. We are here. We are here. Damn. Yeah. Free flowing and going. You ready for this? I'm ready. Associate of Sons this week says, if you can't teach your own family, then you shouldn't try to teach the world. Associate of Sons. Sons. Talk about it. I always feel like there's um tons of times where a lot of people give these values. They said these these junk values and stuff out here. Right. And I'm not saying they're not, that all of them are junk. Some of them might be gold. Broken clock is right twice a day. Yeah. However, if the people around you aren't buying your Kool-Aid, why am I, why should I buy your Kool-Aid? Right. And I look at it that like, even with our podcast and stuff, I look at it stuff as where I have close friends that fuck with my, my business. Right. You know what I'm saying? And they don't support it because it's just me, but they have, they already have the conversations or the debates. And that's the main thing I want and stuff from, our brand. Right. We have a Sosa Sons page on Instagram. Right. More so, but it has a Facebook tag and stuff to it. And it's just our words. Just, that's all. And people and stuff just flow and go and stuff with that. And the same people and stuff that we, quote unquote, let's say, might be family or friends and stuff in close proximity. Right. I know for a fact, if I throw it in my story, I can't say about you, but if I throw it in my story and stuff, whatever, and I tag it from that page, yeah, they liking that shit. Yeah. And if I even have a simple conversation with them and stuff, I'm like, yo, the biggest mistake is the teacher. They're like, yo, I felt that. Yeah. So if I'm not getting my people's stuff close proximity to teach a, ve- a lesson to, I don't, I shouldn't expect the rest of the world to stuff to fuck with it. If your Understood. people's around you can't buy your, your Kool-Aid Understood. or drink your Kool-Aid, yeah. why do you think everybody else should? So say the sons. It's it's so funny because the even the, the so says the sons, 
Like, I make it a habit to throw it up on, um, in my stories. Mm. So when I get tagged in it, I just like, I'll throw it up in the stories. And yeah, my, my people will rock with it, but the, but more so, cause you know how these things work. The more people like it, the more it kind of tends to go further through the algorithms. Mm. And I'll see, you know, perfectly strange strangers just liking the shit like yeah 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 some some verified some, people yeah, and the, all that type no, of stuff so I'm like, oh this is dope not only my are my people's liking it but it's it's being extended now right and so it, but it's exactly what you're saying reach man. one teach like, one man reach one teach one I get it I get it so to the sons so to the sons we are here we came we saw we conquered um shout out to yeah everybody who's been rocking with the year in the beginning, um, I'm not intentional, but RIP to the, to the student that lost their life in the shooting. Yes. A lot of people, people have confronted me and said, oh, you just talked about school shootings and like gun laws and gun control. Then another one popped off. I don't have a goat mount like how Jamaican people will call it. I just know that if something's not fixed, eventually it will spring a leak again. It'll spring a leak again. So that part. So, but on a happy note, once again, thank you for listening to Particle Sons. Like, comment, subscribe, all of the above. All of that. And remember, the difference between genius and stupidity is that genius, genius has, has its limits. limits. Peace and love, you guys. Peace. Arrivederci. The Particle Sons with not your average Joseph and Sofa King Marvelous.